0: This is the Alpaca Podcast, for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here. Welcome to another episode of the Alpaca Tribe, For All Things Alpaca, helping to grow confident and fulfilled owners with happy and healthy alpacas. We have a treat for you in this episode as we hear from Jenny McHarg of Fobry Alpacas. She and her husband Graham will be well known to many of you, certainly by name and for many of you in person. They have worked hard to learn and apply that learning to developing a herd of show-winning alpacas. I love the pictures Jenny shares of the fleece on some of their animals. It has the effect of exciting and depressing me all at the same time. Look what can be achieved, and look where I am at the moment. Challenge is good for you though, right? Jenny and Graeme feel passionately about the importance of learning and run regular courses for new and would-be owners, plus more in-depth material, including birthing, for those developing their herds. There was so much to cover, we'll have to come back to the education side in the next episode. But for now, we have Jenny explaining how they met their first alpaca and made a start, which grew over time into the successful alpaca enterprise they have now. I'm sure you'll enjoy their journey, and I can't wait to share Jenny's thoughts, so stay tuned and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, so you won't miss a thing. Here's Jenny. Welcome to the Alpaca Tribe podcast Jenny and it's great to have you with us. Thank you for being able to make some time in your busy schedule. I know you've been traveling around and doing various things so it's great to be together.
1: Thank you Steve, thanks.
0: So I'd I'd like us to start really by asking when did you meet your first alpaca and how did it make you feel?
1: Um, Well it was 17 years ago in the Scottish Highlands. We were visiting um, my, my parents and their friend had been left a herd of alpacas in someone's will. <laughs>
0: and right. So
1: I knew, I knew what an alpaca was. Um, but we f- we phoned up um, Ian and asked us whether we could go along and, and see them. Um, and he said, of course, yes. And we, we went along and it was just such an idyllic day and place because um, his small farm was um, at this, shortest crossing between the mainland and sky so you had the narrows there where um, 500 years ago they used to swim the cattle across from sky and go down to Stirling and it was just a a, a beautiful um, defining moment for me when I saw them on the hillside and this tiny little black baby and when we came back we we thought about them and um, just started making some some inquiries about them and I, I didn't at that point realized that we would have to take out a second mortgage to buy any.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so that, that was the start and that, that was where we where, where we started and where we first met them.
0: Right. So t- tell us a bit about yourself and, and how you've kind of developed in, in the alpaca journey.
1: Um, well, we had been breeding horses, we had horses before alpacas, But they had all got to the stage where they were retired or semi-retired, using up all the grazing. And we wanted to have, literally, it was just a hobby that we started off with. Um, And, of course, as we all know, uh, alpacas do tend to take over your life.
0: They get under the skin, (laughs) don't they? Yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) So um, uh, once we'd found um, um, accommodation for the horses, that released one of our biggest fields. And we looked into buying three females with three female career at foot and a gelding. Um, We made our inquiries, and Graham took the call uh, on a Sunday morning and came back white faced from from a breeder and said, I could buy 3,000 sheep for the cost of these alpacas. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) uh, we eventually uh, sourced what we were looking for. And as I found in the marketing of my business, once people have bought alpacas, um, they they tend to want to buy more within eighteen months, and that was the same for us. We we felt we didn't have the, the right colours um, or, or, or enough of the colours, so we we went off looking for for two more, um, and that that is something that I always work into my marketing sessions that I do with people is uh, that that is usually happens. And I always tell people as well, when they're buying alpacas, even if they're buying three or three geldings, always buy the biggest shelter that you can possibly afford, because down the line, you will have breeding feed. Um, So yeah, that got us started. It's been a road of lots of ups and downs, but here we are, 17 years later.
0: Yes, indeed. Yeah. So it it can be challenging at times, and 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 I guess in the early days, you you were pretty much because that that was not that long after the the imports had started coming in.
1: Um, yes, th- there was nothing then that when there were no courses to learn about alpacas, um, to to learn about the husbandry, their needs for productivity, um, uh, you know, f- feeding for fibre. Uh, feeding for breeding uh you know giving them what they needed and um, we weren't even told by the seller that they needed vitamin d so our first cria right. came and um she ha- she had rickets as as a cria and of course mm. vets didn't know anything about them um rickets even nowadays is difficult for vets to understand because initially the the, the or weanling or whatever looks bright um so it, it, it's a difficult um it's, it's a difficult thing Rick it's, and and of course nobody knew about it so at first yes it, it was it was tough um we we felt when we started our courses um 12 years ago we wanted to give people um a, a real rounded a lot of information in a booklet and obviously on PowerPoint as well, just to let people know, make their decisions. Is this the right thing for me? You know, am I getting into something with alpacas that I can handle? Um, and mm. we, we do get lovely comments back that it's helped people to decide where they're going, what is for them, and and so on. So it's 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 a moving subject all the time because new things are coming in like um our pack trekking and we need we need to be up to speed um on telling people the ins and outs of it um and the BAS have just come up with an excellent um guidelines um and all sorts of information about trekking w- which is absolutely ideal uh, obviously for people considering doing it but for us well because we can slot that into our course and over those years, we have actually put off two couples from having alpacas, and I'm proud to I'm proud to say that because alpacas weren't for them. They didn't realise the commitment and the fact that you've got to be that bit more intuitive with alpacas um, and understand what they're thinking than you would with other livestock.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's it's been quite a journey. So, how, how did you do the learning then? It, it, there wasn't so much around. It was all just deep end stuff. You were you were learning by experience and. Uh, I know for <laughs> for us with ours, we, there are times when you you, through lack of knowledge or, or whatever you you, feel like you've made a mistake, you've you've done something that you could have avoided if only you'd known, uh, and that's that's really hard.
1: It, it is it is very hard, and um, it what's it's what keeps um, Graham very busy on alpaca chat on Facebook because yes. he does have a very scientific mind whereby. He, he does. He understands yes. the drugs, you know, that, that uh, are not licensed, obviously, for our pack. He knows how each one works and what works synergistically with the other and and so on. So um, he, he's always wanting to give his advice. But it helped that Graham so easily could have been a vet. Um, it, right. You know, uh, I mean, he, he has an understanding of, of how things work like that. But I mean, a lot of it is is trial and error. I mean, obviously, with the first cria that had rickets, um, you know, we're we to onto that. We're learning all the time, and we used um, Australian breeders as a, a, a as a as a as a feedback because um, they have a gigantic history of breeding merino fine fleece merino sheep. Um, So they are used to fine fleeced animals and how to look after them, but also um, their industry was so much um, bigger and, and, you know, had been around a lot longer than ours. Um, And they have forums, which we went on to and and asked advice, um, because when we had our first ulcer from a female that was imported from Australia, she came to us and and promptly fell over with an an ulcer. the, the vets obviously, you know, knew nothing about that. The alpacas can sometimes be prone to ulcers given the right conditions. Um, so they were suggesting things that w- were all wrong. And so we spoke to Australian breeders on a forum, and um, then we took their advice, shipped her off to the Royal Dick Veterinary College in Edinburgh, right. and they put her on a drip and and and. Um, effectively mended her with the help of the um, Australian breeder's advice and, and an Australian vet, and then she came back to us and uh, survived um, because it wasn't a, a good, it, it wasn't looking good, and uh, she kept the baby that she was pregnant with on board, um, and that baby had mobility, an and that whole family of standout Crea that, wow. that now wow a lot of breeders in their equality. so. A happy ending there, but um, th- there is there's been a lot of heartache, Steve. And I think as well, um,
0: it doesn't you need to need to know about that, really, don't we? we need to take that into, into account.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't just stop. You yeah. know, the more experienced you are, you can't stop something from happening mm. that, that you couldn't foresee happening. And so, yes, there is uh, there is still heartaches around, and y- you have to be quite. Um, Quite tough-skinned, I think, and, and and very open to gaining knowledge. And we may have been in the business for 17 years, but we can learn things every single day. Yeah. Um, and, and when you're with other breeders, you always pick up something um and it, you can you can make it useful and when breeders come here they find things that we do which is useful and at the end of the day we've we've gone through all the different fly creams and all the different things <laughs> then, yes you, you don't do work, don't you? that's but, um, right yeah. Yeah, through all the different feeds and so on that, that, and we use what we consider to be the best one now that we have trialed um with the makers um and um so it's slotting all these bits in together. And then by the time that you've, you've got everything as you wanted, it's time to retire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, surely not. No, Sorry.
1: no, that's right. You'd never, but, you'd, never, uh, you'd
0: never retire. I think it's, no. it's, it's tricky, but I know, I know there's a, a whole number of people who started with alpacas who, who kind of almost took early retirement and then they, they did it as a hobby and it grew into something much bigger. And they're now reaching the yeah. point where they're kind of needing to scale down um, so I guess it comes to all of us eventually, but I, yes, I, I, yes. I can't see it anywhere on my horizon at the moment, certainly. But, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. They're very addictive, aren't they?
0: They are, they are. Yeah. So you've obviously been uh, really heavily involved with the alpaca industry here in the UK for, for a number of years now. What, what do you think is the, the kind of the biggest change that's, that's happened over the years?
1: Um, I think the quality of the alpacas. Right. Um, most Definitely. Um you know people are breeding uh, denser fleeced and um, r- really more productive uh, fleece uh, uh, packers in terms of fleece um and that has to be a good thing because one day there will be a commercial fleece industry um I believe that it may well in um, in in uh, quite a lot of time a t- couple of twenty years or so it it may well start to take over from kashmir
0: right
1: um and um so therefore if we can breed our packers that are fit healthy carrying a big weight of quality fine fleece then you know that's all got to be good for a future um a future market yeah. for our fiber which we haven't really got um at the moment
0: no now there's there's little pockets of of activity and there's yes, there's, there there's, is. Pe- there's people played with the, the the sorry that's probably the wrong wrong way to describe it but with with mini mills um and that whole kind of small scale stuff but it 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 becomes necessary to be able to scale up to to make it work um and then the consistency of the fiber that you're dealing with to be able to to process it commercially becomes becomes so important yeah yeah yeah. I i started with five different colors different qualities and there was just no way you could do anything with it um Yep. in the first few years apart from do it yourself uh, and yes. an experiment yep. but it yep. wasn't there wasn't a commercially viable option at, at that time but
1: yeah but it's the big commercial mills that um, um that we need to get them interested and and the first step is to offer them a golden bale so um you know a half a ton or a ton of um a certain micron that they ask for um t- totally clean in terms of um any secondary colored fibers and offer them that, and get them interested in in buying our um, in, in buying our top quality fleece. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so so that's the that's the big change um, is the quality of alpacas. I think that the society could have moved on a, a little bit quicker to to keep up with um, how the industry is progressing. I uh, am disappointed we haven't got a breed standard for alpacas, which most other countries have an alpaca breed standard, which allows you to move on to estimated breeding values and to develop the industry. And so it disappoints me a little bit when I I see tens of thousands of pounds going into judge training. So therefore that slants the industry towards showing and the the show ring will dictate um, quality, which it doesn't. Uh, necessarily. And so that, that disappoints me a little bit when we haven't got the, the, the time or the money to do things for, for, for grassroots. Like if people had, buyers had, breeders had a breed standard to look at and or EBVs, breed mm. standards you've got to have first, then it, 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 it takes a slightly more of the emphasis off showing because people actually know what they're looking at. Yes. Um, they, can, they can they can see a leg set um, they can look at teeth um, you know they can start making their own minds up rather than the, the show ring making their mind up for them so I'd like to see less spent on, on on that side of thing and judge training and so on and I'm delighted to say that something I've been banging on for with the society for ages which is the now the affiliated courses Um, the the BAS affiliated courses so that um, people can go along at first to learn like they do like they've done on our courses for 12 years to find out what alpacas need for productivity you know so that the courses um, and like our course can tell people why you don't feed beef nuts to a camelid and it just doesn't work it just doesn't work and why alpacas have to have vitamin d and there are Australians, uh, particularly, who have said to me in the past that they do see issues in our country with leg angular deformities, which may not be conformational. It could be because they've had no vitamin D and they have a big need for vitamin D. That's mm-hmm. what Graham and I always bang on about, is their need for vitamin D. Yeah. Um, so that 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 is a, um, a, a another aspect of, of 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 things I'd like to have seen being taken forward. Mm. Um, when Graham when Graham was chair in two thousand eight, we had a breed standard. It was all ready to go. Um, we had EBVs nearly ready to go with the Argano project, but they were put aside when the new chairman came in. And also we had herd sire certification, um, which meant that um, that th- there was going to be some standard there for herd size so that um you had herd size that were possibly having up to 50 60 cria every year that they were made right that they did have a goo- good good uh, teeth set mm. which is very heritable um so and that they did have a good testicular size all these things are really important yeah. and um that should should have been Um, brought out 10 years ago a herd sire certification so that people if if people want to use substandard well you know nobody can stop them but if you want to have your herd sire um, on the registry DNA tested, all our males are DNA tested because we think it's important or they all should be and a herd sire certification to prove that this um, alpaca um, is fit to procreate um, you know Everything about him is as right as can be. Um, so that's another little thing that I would love to see done as
0: well. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I guess in many ways, that's the change that needs to come and is, is, is slowly coming from just a hobby and an interest to being something that is an alpaca industry. And we're still in the very early stages. As much as we'd like to think how we've developed and how it's changed, there's still a long way to go. And I think all those, those aspects you've mentioned are, are key to that.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think we we do have a long way to go, but I, I think that um, if we can keep up to speed with how things are are are, are working, and certainly trekking has is is taken off mm. uh, recently. I, I know there are people that have been doing it for a while, but alpaca alpaca trekking has taken off recently, and of course all the subsidiary things to that, um, like the weddings and and so on, and and so therefore the, the British Alpaca Society to have come on with guidelines and a form to fill in and so on. It it is really excellent because then when we tell people in our courses about how they can make money with alpacas. Mm. They can go off and this place is to find out, you know, sure. where, what, what are the things that we need to do? Um, what do we have to adhere to in terms of rules and insurance and, and so on? So that's a great thing that the society has done, um, but we, we need to move on a little bit quicker and the actual board needs to be a little bit more open to change. And I know they're all volunteers, obviously, sure. um, but if, if, if a volunteer can't, do something then it goes on to the next volunteer to do it
0: yeah indeed so that's future direction hopefully it'll it'll be growing and there is some some excellent points there to to be taking note of and how many alpacas are you running with at the moment because it it varies Um, over time doesn't it but
1: it does it does we are just trying to um, concentrate on fawns now i think we're about 48 right 48 alpacas
0: D- decent size but not too big yep uh, and, and in terms of people being able to find out more about you or the courses you're offering and that kind of stuff where, where can people find you
1: um alpacascom and phobri is f-o-w-b-e-r-r-y um we put up all our courses on the website we've had three this spring we're finished for, for spring and then we have more um, courses in the, in the autumn, um, the birthing courses are in the spring around uh, right about April, um, and they set people up with fresh knowledge and um, s- set them up for, for the birthing season yeah. and of course we 're always on hand you know to to talk to people yeah. um, we, we, uh, um, our clients we offer twenty four hour help uh, at any time to work through any issues that they have and um, it, you know if we 're stumped. And Graham will go away and have a, a right think about it. Um, we'll ask anybody else that we need to, and then come back to them. Yeah, because it's important. It's very, very important to us um, that our clients feel supported, mm. because supported our, uh, clients with productive alpacas are happy clients, and mm. everybody wants happy clients. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and and happy and healthy alpacas as well. Exactly. Yeah. It all yeah. works, adds together. Um, excellent. So we'll have the details of that in the show notes. So we've ranged over uh, quite a lot of stuff there. Is there, is there anything else that you, you feel you'd like to to say or add?
1: Um,
0: let me think. It doesn't have to um, be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I've 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 said what you know the positive things, which are the courses and and the new trekking notes. I'd like to see the the industry moving forward. Um, with with some other basics like the um, breed standard hertas certification and so on Um, i um think that the new ceo is a great idea um uh, and he is i'm I'm sure he's going to be worth his weight in gold for um steering us in the right direction um i'd like to see less emphasis on showing because there's a huge number of breeders that don't show and I'd like to see them catered for, and I'd like to see the membership consulted more on the online voting so that um, they have a say in how the members' money is spent and so on and so forth.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for all your wise, hard-earned <laughs> wisdom over the years. Obviously, you've got a, a lot of experience. The kind of things we've been talking about are very practical, very accessible, so hopefully people will, will gain a lot from that. And, and I, I also know that you've got lots of other things that you could have talked about we didn't manage to get to. Um, So maybe we could have a follow-up at some point. So thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. I love the way Jenny's gentle passion for alpacas comes through, as she was remembering how they began and why they continue their alpaca journey. Always willing to learn more and get better at what they do. A great posture we can all benefit from. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line to steve at alpacatribe.com and whatever you are doing just now shearing on career watch caring for newborns or just chilling out remember to spend some time with an alpaca today see you again soon and thanks for joining me on the alpaca journey So, until next time with the Alpaca Tribe, I'm Steve Heatherit.